good morning there, fellas. What if it's morning for us, but not for them? I, think Dude, you I was talking to you, now. fellas. Oh, oh us, oh, fellas. Yeah. Oh, okay. yes. so I don't morning. talk to the audience much. <clears throat> yes, that's right. And you know, I, they're personally offended by that. Yeah, they well, are. Well, you guys do that. You guys are the ones with the knowledge. I'm just I'm putting out the red carpet for you guys to express your knowledge while I research outside the box. <laughs> <laughs> we have the intellect. and Secret you, sauce. You take it public. Yep. Yeah. So we have, we have a, actually a really solid plan for this episode that I can't wait to hear Hunter's answers for. Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah, whoo, because, you know, this guy is the muscle here. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> anyway. Sorry, dad jokes, quarantine. <laughs> right. It's been a long quarantine, one. Yeah. Anyway, it's, well, what are we talking about? Today we are talking about how to maximize the rest of your training year. So the premise here is that as athletes, we tend to view things almost, and I don't think it's just me, almost by the workout. Like, mm -hmm. how'd I do on that workout? I did this workout a couple of months ago. Did I do better than... The idea here is that it's been a really odd year mm -hmm. for anyone who's training for anything, right? So we're trying to talk about on this episode, we have an, a certain amount of time left before the, the training year closes, assuming your training year runs through the end of the right. actual year. Um, and no matter where you are right now, there are certain things you can do to maximize the rest of your training. Part of that, I would assume, Hunter, we could start here is being honest about actually where you are is probably yeah. a good start, and then we can go from there. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a good good point. Uh, look at where you're at and be honest with you know what's happened this year. And let's be honest, the majority of people probably aren't at the same fitness level they were at the start of the year. And I mean, there's a whole host of factors for that. I mean, our locations were closed for two months. A lot of people have been, you know, quarantined at home for a really long time and been working out at home by themselves. And we all know that you just can't bring the intensity um, when you're working out at home as you can in the, in the group setting. So the majority of people are probably, you know, took a step or two back from where they were early in the year. And that can be, you know, it can be frustrating. But, you know, we've talked about this before. Give yourself grace on that. You know, it's not don't don't beat yourself up if you're not quite as fit or not quite as strong or whatever as you were at the beginning of the year. So that is the first step is just being honest and understanding like if we come into the gym and we're doing percentage work, don't be basing your percentage off your lifetime best back squat. You know, <laughs> base it off of what you realistically think you're at. Um, and so let's look at where we are as far as our lifts, where we are as far as our diet, where we are as far as our lifestyle, our, our ability to train. A lot of people are st are slowly starting to get back to, you know, normal life. You know, school starting back, everything. You know, maybe um, your your schedule starting to settle down a little bit. Maybe you can actually start devoting a little bit more time to your to your training again. But you got to look at where you're at and don't judge yourself. That's really really big. Don't. It's not a judgment of you or where or um, you as a person, if you're not quite as fit as you were earlier in the year, it's just, I mean, it's just a really tough year for everybody. And so just being honest without any judgment or condemnation, and you can all, if, if that's hard for you to do, you can ask a coach and say, Hey, where do you, where do you think I am right now? What do you think I should be working on? That's always a good, good way to do it is to look at a, you know, get a, get a trusted third party's opinion on it. Oh yeah, absolutely. One of the best parts of being back together is that you're able to monitor, just the crazy that's going on in mm -hmm. your mind, you know, and to, to have a conversation with someone, um, outside of course, 
mask, of course, but to have a conversation with someone and say, look, let's be real. The stress level has been up. The alcohol levels have been up. The protein levels have been down. The snacks have been way up. The snacks have been way up. Like Costco and Sam's are killing it during the quarantine. Uh, so th this is just where we are. I think one thing we could tell our, our uh, athletes that are listening is let the workouts tell you. Like be a receiver instead of like, and I know it's a shift for all of us mm -hmm. because usually we go to the workout and like, I'm going to tell this workout how this is going to go. Mm -hmm. But there's a certain season where you've just got to kind of gauge what are these workouts telling me? Yeah. How, how am I feeling in the workout compared to other times? Uh, that's something that I was dealing with this week is I uh, went on vacation last week and didn't, we worked out a few times, but just didn't really watch what I ate. Um, kind of let myself go for a little bit. And those first couple of days back, like it's, it's hard. You, you don't feel like you did even two weeks before. And it's, it's really easy. You know, me in the past as a younger person would be, get really frustrated. Like, man, I've, I've lost all my fitness already, but now I understand like, look, I'm, this was a week off. I'm going to take it easy. I'm not going to kill myself on these first couple workouts back, just kind of get back in the feel of it. And then yesterday we did a, a benchmark workout and I hit like a 45 second PR from the last time we did it. No kidding. So, yeah. And so it's like, wow, I, I, I understood like, you know, the first couple of days back, don't expect much, just kind of come in, get, get, get my workout in, go, go at a good 80, 85% effort. Don't kill myself. And you're really just trying to get your body out of vacation mode and back into training mode. And then by Thursday, it's, it's okay. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm, and I, I, I honestly, when we started, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel on it. I was kind of feeling it out at the start of the workout and I felt pretty good through the first half of it. So I was like, all right, let's push the pace and try to try to get a good score here. Um, and, but that just comes with, you know, years and years of experience. If, if you're, if you're relatively new to this, it's really easy to think that progress is always going to be going up. And if you're not hitting a PR, you're failing. And that's just not the case. Um, so being, being able to say, Hey, I don't have it today. I don't feel like I have it today. I'm though. Everything feels heavy today. I'm, I'm going to get just going to get some good work in and not worry about the result is extremely, extremely important. Yeah. Cause you're, you know, Chris Allen says all the time to, to people on the floor, your body, uh, interprets stress as stress whether it's life stress right. or stress in the gym, it's all, it's all going into one bucket. That's right? such an important point because we separate what happens in the gym and what happens outside of the gym and our minds, but our bodies don't, don't separate that. And this has been an extremely stressful year for everybody. And if you have a whole lot going on at work and you, you've been having to homeschool the kids and they've been waking you up early and you're, you know, it's, it's just, you just got a whole lot going on. Um, your body is going to have a hard time making progress uh, in the gym when it's got all these other stressors on it. And so um, understanding, hey, this might be a season of life where I need to back off on the intensity in the workouts, just focus on consistency, coming in, getting in a good workout, not stressing. And that's another thing. If you're stressing over losing your progress, that's another stressor that you're going to have to recover from. So understanding uh, I'm, you only like think of it as like a, a, a bucket of water and every stressor you're pouring more and more water and then well, eventually you're going to get to where there's too much water and the bucket's going to overflow mm. and you're going to get sick and break down and your body's going to shut down for a little while. So you got to think about if I'm filling my bucket up with all these stressors outside the gym, I need to, I need to pour less water into my bucket in the gym and just manage what I can. And then 
you know, you start scooping out a lot of those stressors as the kids go back to school, you start getting back to a normal routine at work. Um, you're getting a little bit more free time. You're, you're getting control of your, of your diet a little bit more. You're drinking less. Then it's like, okay, now let's start pushing the pace in the gym. And that just comes with experience and understanding like there's different times of the year, especially for people who, you know, have work where, you know, it's not consistent every single day. Like if you own a business, there's going to be certain times of the year when it's a lot more stressful for you. You're going to be spending a lot more time um, at work. Um, and so you have to understand, Hey, at this time of year, I'm not going to be able to really hammer it down on my health and fitness. I'm going to have to try to maintain as best as I can, but then understand there might be a different time of year where things are a little bit slower and it's, I'm going to really try to hammer down and make as much progress as I can during this time period. And uh, the longer you do it, the more you're able to understand these different types of cycles for you, because you can see the big picture. If you've been doing it a long time, like I've been doing it for 10 years, I can see, you know, there's going to be ebbs and flows as it goes along. But if you're six months in, it's like, I need to make all this progress right now. Um, why am I not making progress? And it can be really frustrating if you're, if you, test a, a workout and you get a little bit slower, or you put on two pounds of body fat. Um, but on, if, if you're able to take a step back and say, this is really about the long term and the long, long term goals, let, you know, a, a, a temporary setback is really a blip in the radar. Yeah, that's all that's big, man. And I, I mean, I hear two things coming out in your answer there. Um, the, the mental game is so important. You're a very mathematical guy as well. I think a lot of athletes have this experience, and I've had this happen two times in this past week, and, man, it has been awesome. You run into people that you haven't seen in about 10 years, and they're like, man, you, you look, you're, you're doing great, man. Yeah. You look healthy. Like, how's that? You're like, what? Tell me, tell me the story there. And you're like, yeah. man, that's whatever I got on that benchmark, this person doesn't care anything about. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're reminding me, this is the long game, you yep. know, and, uh, mentally I can say just watching you from a distance. Um, it's interesting. You're talking about being on vacation, your social media feed, uh, became a lot of like, uh, head information, perspective sort of quote stuff. I was like, there's Hunter uh, propped up on the beach. And he's, <laughs> he's either doing some sort of workout because the Owens are all there together and uh, they, they have to compete in something or he's probably reading a book. And uh, but all these quotes started coming out and it looked like to me that you were really working on your mental game at, while you were away. Well, I, and I told a lot of people this, this is definitely the most needed vacation I've ever had after this year. I've just been mentally stressed like crazy with the business and everything and everything going on. And I just needed a break. And so I really wanted to take advantage of it and just kind of get away from everything and relax. And, um, I've known, I've, I've been wanting to be more active on my, especially my Instagram, um, here recently. I haven't been very active on it. Just I've, I've, I've kind of pushed that pretty far down the priority list. And so I want to start, you know, being more active and putting more stuff out there. And I did recently find out about how you can just share a post straight to your story. So that makes it a lot easier for me <laughs> instead of having to screenshot it and post it on there. So that's another reason why I started doing that. I was like, oh, I didn't realize it was this easy to do that. Figuring out the gram. <laughs> It, social media is amazing. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's funny. Like once you get to be a certain age, like you, you quit trying to figure all that stuff out. Yeah. Um, like when I was younger, I would, I would be all over it, but I just, that hadn't been a priority. So that's one of the reasons I've been doing that. But, um, no, it was extremely important for me mentally to be able to step away, take a break, um, and, and kind of recharge. And I came back a lot refreshed and with a more, uh, a better perspective, I feel like, 
Um, but yeah, it's, that's, that's, that's such a good point is, is if you can step away and think about things, um, introspectively and, and try to get a little bit of perspective on, Hey, in the big picture, this six months period of your life is, is not that big of a deal. Um, it's going to be okay and we'll get through it. And, you know, five years down the road, it'll be, you know, a distant memory, um, that can really help, help with things. Yeah. The mental game for me, I was having this conversation with a few folks after class this week. Um, that's been the big shift for me. Uh, I, I was walking in every day thinking this is going to hurt and I'm not as good at this as I used to be. <clears throat> and that was really affecting me. So I just changed both of those thoughts to this. This is supposed to hurt and I'm having a lot of fun. That's great. Yeah. Supposed to, this is supposed to hurt. That's why I'm here, but I'm having a lot of fun, man. And I, and, um, guys in the class are like, man, I noticed like you're, t- you're talking to us more that mm-hmm. went away. You just like came in, you're really determined and focused on the stuff. And I, I was having terrible times, uh, embarrassed to put my score in sugar wide, you know, but I'm like, look, I'm, this isn't supposed to be pleasant. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, there are times when those workouts happen that way, but they're few and far between mm-hmm. where everything just lines up. I mean, you're supposed to go to the pain cave. They're designed these workouts to test you at a particular spot in the workout. So when you hit that, don't be surprised, but the mental game completely changes everything. So let's assume that people are like, can, can, can I, can I touch on that real yeah, quick yeah, before sure, we move ahead. on? Because that, that, that reminded me of something that I, the same thing happened with me as well. And I, I, when I started CrossFit, I fell in love with it, but I quickly got into the competition aspect of it. And uh, after having some success early on, I started to just get really nervous before all my workouts. And I just always thought it was because um, I knew it was going to hurt and it was going to be painful. But then I started thinking about it and I was realizing like I wasn't ever getting nervous before partner workouts. Why is that? But I was always getting nervous before, you know, regular, especially benchmark workouts or open workouts or whatever. And it was because I was putting so much pressure on myself to, pr- to perform and I have to get to a certain score and I have to have the best score and I have to beat my old time and I have to do this and I have to, I have to, I have to. Whereas when it was a partner workout, it was just, man, this is going to be fun. I get to work out with, with my friend. Mm-hmm. And we all know most of the times the partner workouts hurt worse than the regular workout. So that's when I realized I was like, it's not about the pain. It's about the pressure and the, uh, on myself I'm, I'm to perform and, and do this. And the, the, I would say the last year, year and a half has been the most fun I've ever had actually training and doing the workouts because I, like you said, when it starts hurting, I kind of lean into it and embrace it and push myself harder uh, because I know that's what I'm here for. This is what's going to get the result. And like, if there's an option to pick between the bike or the row, I pick the bike every single time, even though I know it's going to hurt worse. It's like, I want to get the most out of the work, this workout I can, even if I blow up and I get a, a worse score, I'm, I want to, you know, benefit from this. And so that's been a huge breakthrough for me just in, as a, in a personal journey and realizing like, I still got a lot of fitness left in my life. Uh, I need to enjoy the journey and have fun and, you know, people that used to work out with me in the past, it was all business. It wasn't joking around until everything was over with. And Mm -hmm. now it's just like, it doesn't matter if it's before the workout, after the workout, I think I still handle the same, you know, act the same and I still have a good time. And I don't wake up in the morning and it used to be, I'd wake up in the morning and the first thing I thought about every single day, what the workout was, how I was going to break it up, you know, and I would think about it all day long. 
and I'll be nervous about it. And now it's like, I don't even think about what the workout is. A lot of times I can't even remember what it is until I get in there to do it. Even though I wrote them, you wrote it, <laughs> you know? Um, and, but it doesn't matter what it is. It's 20 minute workout sprint, whatever. I still get a little nervous for the short sprints, like a Fran type workout. Yeah. I just, I hate those type of workouts. I, I would prefer a 30 minute MRAP over a two minute sprint, but, um, it's just, it's the pressure. It's the pressure you put on yourself and it, the expectation of a certain result. And I thought about when you said, uh, talk about your friend, um, saying something about you being healthy. None of us started this, uh, our, our, our journey at, at the Coyote Fitness Gym, um, to get a, a certain friend score. Mm. We did it to get healthier, um, to look better, you know, to feel better, all that type of stuff. And that is ultimately what is happening, but we get so focused on everything else. We get focused on what somebody else is doing compared to us or what, what weight we lifted or you know, what I, I was five seconds slower on this workout than I was last time. But at the end of the day, that's not why any of us started. We all started because we want to be healthier and get fitter and look better. And if you can gain that perspective of going out around your peers and, and talking to them and seeing where they're at compared to where you are, um, it can make it can make such a difference. And I'll, I try to tell people this a lot. Like if they, if they get upset, like I was towards the bottom of the leaderboard, I was like, yeah, but you're better than you're, you're ahead of 99.9% .9 of the population Sorry. who didn't do anything today. All the people who aren't on yeah. sugar. And yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and so if you can keep that perspective, it can really keep you motivated and keep you coming back for years and years and years. Yeah. And I think for us too, and this is, you know, part of this podcast is to inform a little behind the scenes, but also to challenge. We're out to create a particular kind of community and it's working. And we're constantly wanting to refine that and make it even better uh, for the people who are at the starting part of that journey that are walking in like, oh my gosh, I've never done a pull up in my life. You know, do they, do those people, and we were all there at one time, do we want those people inside the Coyote Fitness community to walk in to people who are just staring at the bar and their heart rate's already up and mm -hmm. they're like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to PR today? Or yeah. do you want those people to walk into an environment where, and lately it's been crazy, man, in the middle of the workout, people are screaming like, oh my gosh, you know, it just, it's, it's this really communal feel. Yeah. And everybody feels like we're all hurting in, in our particular ways yeah. and people are celebrating people. I mean, that's been a very intentional decision for years and years now, but I think we're reaping the rewards, but there's a danger. The reason we're talking about it today is there's a danger in the year that we're in that everybody just goes deep, deep, deep into their own mind. And then we lose that community feel. Yeah. We, we don't want to do that. You know, it's I've bad seen, for individuals and the group. I've seen very prevalence of a lot of people getting very isolated in, in the gym, you know, people start working out at home and they, it's a little bit more convenient for them and it's really easy for them just to continue to work out in the gym and the garage because, you know, it's just them there. There's not a whole lot of accountability there. Um, they can kind of go, if they want to slow down, they can do that. And it's just the nature everything that's been happening this year has been driving us towards isolation and getting isolated is, is just bad for, for your fitness. It's bad for your mental state. It's, it's so we're made to be in community with other people. And so that's why we've been really trying to get people, Hey, you know, start, start coming back to the gym one day a week. And it's, it's, it's so crazy. Everybody, if they've been working out at home, you know, the first week back in the gym, they're always like, wow, I didn't realize, 
you know, how much I wasn't pushing myself at home, course, you know, yeah. being around in being in here is, is so completely different than being at home, but it's hard for people. Once they get in that habit of working out at home in their garage, it's hard for them to get back into the gym. But then once they start doing it, they realize like all the benefits that they were missing. And so that's one thing I would encourage people. If you have been isolating yourself and, and, and kind of living in your own head and, and kind of do, I'm going to do my own thing you know, start step, stepping, dipping that toe back into the community. It can be as simple as, you know, if you're not comfortable coming to the gym, at least, you know, calling somebody to talk about the workout or explaining or calling a coach and, and talking about your goals and maybe getting a coach to help you set goals for the rest of the year or whatever. But getting back into that community um, and getting back into that, you know, being vulnerable with people, sharing them with what's going on is going to be so huge for, for you not only physically, but mentally as well. Yeah. And I think it'd be good to, to reach into people's world here and say the gym, uh, is an incredibly safe place because of the protocols that have been put into place. And we talked about this weeks ago mm-hmm. on the podcast and was like, we're going to this, we're going to that. Um, thank goodness all those steps are, are working. People are yeah. able to get, get their workout in, not have to compromise their health. Right. You know, the risk levels are, are very low. The protocol there is still in place. We're still wiping down equipment yeah. and all those we'll, things. So we'll continue that for probably for forever. Um, cause in, yeah, the clean, the, the gyms are all cleaner than they've ever been. And we, we try to go above and beyond as far as the safety protocols. And we try to do that with a competition and we, we got some pushback from some people about having the competition, but we, I, I knew that we, it would be hard. I mean, the easy thing to do is just cancel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the easy thing. The hard thing is to figure out a way to do it and still follow protocols and keep everybody safe. And I thought we did a great job of that. And people that came and people that we, you know, we streamed online, I had a lot of people say, wow, you guys really did a great job of, of, you know, keeping everybody safe and, and keeping everybody distant and cleaning. And like everybody was down cleaning everything after every single event. It was really cool to see. And people really took it serious about, you know, we want to, we want to have this, this competition and, and, um, provide people this outlet, but at the same time, we want to do it in a safe and healthy environment. And man, there, it was huge for some people, this mental state. Mm -hmm. It gave them something to train for. You wouldn't believe how many people told me, thank you so much for having this competition. Like I, this gave me something to work for and I really needed this. And, um, it, it just motivated me and it was the outlet that I needed. This has been such a hard year and, and it gave me something to be able to, to work towards. And it gave me something to be able to, to, you know, come and perform at. And it was just huge for me. And that type of stuff is what really fires me up when you see, um, these mental changes for people, these confidence changes for people, these, uh, just the, the, you know, the, the benefits that they get outside of the, the physical. Yeah. Look, I'm sold. I've been sold and I'm, and I'm glad we're getting back to it just to, just to drop in some encouragement there that the, the two places I feel the safest in my, uh, social experiences, my house and the gym, Yeah, you know, way safer than any other public place that I go. Uh, so if, if, if that's still a concern for you, I, we definitely understand that, mm-hmm. but one workout back and I see this happen. People come in, they're real hesitant. They're checking as they go through the lobby and then they're like, okay, all right, we can do this. Once you get in there, especially people who haven't been going out a whole lot and you start getting out and say, Hey, 
you know, there's a whole whole world of stuff happening day yep. in and day out everywhere. And, you know, life is can, is going on and it's not all apocalypse um, that, you, <laughs> that you would you would think if you if you yeah. only watch the news every day, like life is happening. And so, um, yeah, that's really big. I don't even think we've talked about the topic of the day, really. But well, well a I little think bit. You're, and this is an indicator of the type of year that we're in. We've spent spent about twenty minutes talking about between the years. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to do that. It's, you big, know? it's a big picture. Yeah. yeah, I burned about a month and a half not having that straight when mm-hmm. I got back. I was like, "All right, time to do the work. Let's get back to That's it." That's right. Yeah, man, it just kicked me in the face. You know, so I think the real question now is like, "All right, get your head in the right space." Figure out how to do that, what your methods are, include people. We're always going to call people back to community. So now we've got roughly, you know, September, October, November, December, mm-hmm. roughly, um, depending on how long that that on-ramp back into the gym takes. You being a mathematical guy, how would you break that up? You got like three seasons that you th- you're thinking about or break it down into months. What would be your strategy? Well, typically with, with most people, if they uh, get out of the gym for a while, um, I tell them, and it's usually about 15 to 20 workouts, you'll get around where you were when you left. And so, you know, obviously that's going to change if, depending on what you did when you were gone and how long you've been out and what, you know, all that. But, you know, 15 to 20 workouts, um, you can break that up. If you're coming five days a week, that's four to five weeks. So you're about a month, four days a week, it's a little bit longer, three days a week, it's going to be longer. So I would say if you haven't been coming to the gym at all, I would, I would say, let me give myself a good month and a half, two months, um, uh, and try to get to November, um, and just really focus on consistency. I'm not worrying about what my score is. I'm just really trying to be consistent looking at sugar wide. We talked about this before the, the show sugar wide doesn't lie. You can look back and see how many workouts you logged your entire history yep. and you trying to get that bar consistent four or five days consistent for a period of time and then you spend the last couple months all right let's let's really try to ramp it up I'm feeling I'm starting I I feel like I got my feet under me again I can really start pushing the pace one of the cool things about CrossFit Open is that they're moving it back to the spring again this year so it'll be February March so that gives you a a nice you know six months uh window where hey I could really spend the next six months trying to gear up for that and I think that'll be really important for a lot of people to give them something to, to train for. Um, if you have been coming to the gym, you, you say maybe you're, you, you've been kind of treading water this whole year. I'll say, all right, first eight months, we're kind of a wash. I'm about where I was at the beginning of the year. I still got four months, you know, you, there's still four months left in the year. Let's really try to buckle down. Let's pick one or two things and really try to focus on getting better at those. Um, say I want to, I, if, if, think about it this way. If there's, think about your, your, your fitness. And if there's one thing that you could look back on this year and say, Hey, at least I was able to achieve this. Think about that and work on it. Say, Hey, at least I was able to get double unders in 2020, or at least I was able to get a strict pull up in 2020 work on that for four months. And then you can, you can take a small win and it might be a big win. You know, mm-hmm. that might be a huge win for somebody. You still, there's still four months in the year. Don't, don't write this off. Like people have been so quick to write off 2020 since April. They're like, can, can it be <laughs> December 31st? You know, you know, people have been posting that on social oh, media yeah. for six months. Can it be, can we just skip forward to 2021? Well, you know, there's still four months left. You can still take advantage of it. There's a lot of people that have made progress this year. Um, why not you? You know, and so I, I would, I would think about that. 
What's one thing that if I um, was able to achieve in the last four months of this year, I could say, wow, at least I was able to do this or I could be proud of myself for that. So I would look at that, look in the mirror for that. And if you're one of those that's been making progress, keep doing what you're doing. But, uh, you know, we'll, we will do the open again in February. So that can be, I mean, that's six months. You can make a lot of progress in six months. Think about where we were six months ago, you know, to mm. now. So think about how much can change in six more months. So I would say, let's look at it um, and either shoot for the end of the year or shoot for the open in February. And let's really start trying to make progress because I mean, in six months, you can, there's no doubt you can be in the best shape of your life in six months, no matter where you're at right now. Um, so set the, you know, we talk about all the time, what it takes to achieve something, figure out what you want to do then figure out what habits you need to do and then start doing them. If it's just get back in shape, we know what the habits are. Come to the gym consistently. Start start getting your diet in check. You know, track your food every day or whatever works for you. Uh, get a diet coach, whatever. Um, start coming to the gym four days a week. If if you're a little bit farther advanced than that, what do I need to work on three days a week? I was talking to my wife about this the other day, and she really wants to be able to do pull-ups. And so we talked about what extra work she could do um, to be able to start being able to do pull-ups. And it was you know, I gave her stuff to do three days a week, you know, a little 10, 15 minute extra work you could do, um, after the workout three days a week to really try to get pull-ups. And if she does that, you know, in four months, she'll probably be able to do them. Mm -hmm. And so that's another thing that you could do, figure out one thing that I really want to be able to do, um, uh, on top of the class and, and spend an extra 15 minutes working on it after class or whatever. And if you're one of those that's been killing it already, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep, keep grinding, keep pushing and, um, you know, think about, I got six months to open. Let's try to be in the best shape I've ever been in by that point. I love the moving the, the finish line to, it's just like what you were saying with the classic, moving that finish line to something that's competition based. Uh, that's going to do a lot of great things for us. Mm -hmm. It's going to get us through that holiday season. Uh, usually that's when we're talking about more snacking and drinking. Right. And uh, we've, that's been all of this year for a lot of people. So yeah. you, you, don't, don't be thinking, Oh, it's, it's Thanksgiving. It's Christmas. I'm, I'm going to let it go. Gonna, it's football season. I'm a, you've been letting it go for six months. <laughs> <laughs> you've already had your fun. Exactly. Yeah. So you push that finish line a little bit uh, further there. Now at the time of this recording, we've got roughly 18 weeks left in the year. So according to your math, you could almost break it down into six week increments. You could. Yeah. And three so, of them. Yeah. I'm, so this first one, I'm, these are the, the weeks where I'm getting these workouts in that are kind of, they get back to where I was. Yeah. Now I've hit the second semester of six weeks where I'm going to start pushing it a little bit more and doing that extra work. Then I can experience that last six weeks of the year. That's like, finding success where I'm able to, and this is a classic one, so we should use it. Double unders get programmed and I make that decision. I'm going to choose those double unders, even if my time goes a little further, because I know what my goals are, or I'm going to pick up that 70 pound kettlebell instead of that 53 mm -hmm. and phone it in. That last one can be, I'm going to push a little bit because now I'm back to where I, where I need to be. I like that three, six week blocks. That's really cool. Yeah. You break down that way and then you can get a you know, a different goal for each one. And like I said, if you spend the first six weeks <clears throat> just getting back consistent, trying to come to the gym four or five days a week, every single week for six weeks, you know, if you come five days a week for six weeks, that's 30 workouts. That's, you can make a lot of progress in 30 workouts. You can definitely get back to where you were. And so then you have two more six week blocks to make progress and you can finish the year fitter than you started it, um, at this point. So don't, don't consider this a wash. Don't just 
throwing the towel on the year. There's still 18 weeks left. So I, I, you know, go out and figure out what you want to do and, and start working at it. Yeah. And the coaches are here to help. The staff is here to help. If you know, whatever plan that you put together, um, there's going to be flaws in it as an athlete and a coach is going to be able to say, okay, you don't, and I made this mistake. You don't want to be on the bike for 15 minutes, three days a week after every workout, you're just chewing through that, you know, 14 grams of protein that you took in today. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. If you, if you're not sure what you want to be doing, um, talk to somebody who, who can help you because if you're trying to, um, lose body fat, uh, it might, like you said, it might be the case. You need to be doing more strength work as opposed to, uh, doing a whole bunch of extra cardio. Mm -hmm. And, um, if you want that body fat percent to go down, you need to make sure you're doing the right stuff and get your eating the right stuff and making sure you're getting your protein, all that, all that stuff. And that's what the coaches are here for. And they can help you with that. Uh, you know, you need to have a solid plan because if you're following the wrong plan, it's not going to get you where you want to be, but you need to have a good plan and you need to be following it as well. Yeah. Can't, can't waste extra calories wondering whether you pick the right plan. Let a coach right. settle. Yeah. <laughs> let a coach settle that for you, man. What a discussion. So I, I think I'm going to, uh, after we shut the mics off, I'm going to have to figure out what are these three, six week blocks look like for me. I like that. And, um, one thing's for sure. I'm going to have to start checking into sugar water a little bit more yeah. often. Right? <laughs> right? That's it. All right. Next segment. How about that? Outside the box. All right. Into it. Football <laughs> edition. All right. Man. Man. Meat. Beer. EA Sports. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of mine does that voice so perfectly, and he, he was making fun of a guy the guy in every conversation mm -hmm. and he started going me 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 <laughs> like, i have to be the center of attention look football is back in whatever version it's back it's back we can talk about it we can watch it we can argue about it it's it's a banner time in america it's uh it's a beautiful thing here's it's a question a is the nfl gonna make it without a bubble yes you think so baseball has barely those Marlins sure tried to ruin everything. <laughs> anyway. It's like one uh, second cousin of the clubhouse attendant caught COVID. We're shutting down for three days. <laughs> the, the NHL is the ones that were doing it like that. They were like, they didn't mess around a single bit. They Did you say the Marlins thing. sure tried to ruin it? Yeah, they had like, like 16. That's like the story of that franchise. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. had like 16 players test positive. Were they, that, that was like right at the first start of the season. Right when the bubble. It's been, it's been pretty, like the last couple of weeks, there's only been, I think one team had, I, they, they canceled a few games this week because, like I said, like a clubhouse attendant mm -hmm. got it. I don't think any players did. I think they, after all that happened, they were like, all right, guys, they put a lot more stipulations in. Like, you can't be going out to bars when you're out of town and stuff. Million, you're going to yeah. earn it. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. No, I think politics. they'll figure it out. I've, I've been watching Hard Knocks, and they've been pretty – they've been very, um, very safe with how they're doing things. They're testing like crazy. So, um, I, th I think they're uh, – I think they'll make it through. Very awesome. So, we well, have some NFL fun. to talk about. Yeah. Uh, you, you guys have cobbled together some brackets. What? Chase cobbled and, uh, together I some did. brackets. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to follow his lead on this one. Yeah. What? Well, I mean, you're you're typically, of, I pick the Browns. I was about not to say, a bad you're infamous pick this for year. your picks. Yeah. Not a terrible pick this year. No, but, I agree uh, with that. Alas, I didn't do it. Uh, am I starting? How do, you yes. want me to, how do you want to do this? You, All I care you're, about you're is the one that Tom came Brady with the bracket. Is. I just want to know what you did. Okay, I'll yeah. say my bracket, and you just decide if you strongly disagree. Or how many teams are in your bracket? I did the full playoff. Oh, okay, okay. Right. So I can go fast. I'll go fast. All right, all right, all right. All right, we'll go with the AFC All right, so you're going to pick with division winner, each division? Yeah, yeah, Okay, all right, all yeah. right. I can get behind that. True, true bracket. 
starting with a wild card. Uh, so wild card this year for the AFC, I got Ravens playing the Patriots. Wow, you're picking the Ravens to go wild card? I am. Wow. Uh, Chargers versus Titans in the uh, okay. other, other wild card. All right, so that puts up the Ravens and the Steelers in the divisional game this year, and then the Chiefs and the Titans playing okay. in the other divisional game. I have Steelers and Chiefs making it. This is assuming that Ben Roethlisberger stays healthy this year. That's the only reason this is even feasible. If, if he's injured again like he usually is, then I don't think it'll go well. But I'm holding faith this year. I think Steelers versus Chiefs would actually be a fantastic conference championship this year. I have the Steelers winning. Wow. All right. I think, uh, I think there's enough film on Patrick Mahomes this year to um, not stop him, but maybe stop his weapons. It's you, hard. It's hard to, to it go really to Super Bowl is. two years in a row. It's exactly. really hard. Yeah. Unless you're Tom Brady, it just really hasn't been done that much. Yeah. Um, so I'm going Steelers, making it for the AFC. All right. Starting on the other side. First uh, wild card, Bucks versus Cardinals. I got Tom Brady actually pulling out a, a wild card this year for the Bucks. Okay. Uh, and then I got Falcons and Rams. Now, a lot of these are weird wild cards, but if you look at the, I think it's the NFC North and West, is that correct? Or South? I can't remember the divisions. But there are two incredibly stacked NFC divisions this year. The so NFC South is insane. Yes. Um, so that's why the Falcons and the Rams are playing with probably pretty high records. In that oh, you're picking the, the, you're saying the West is stacked with San Francisco, Seattle. Yes. The Rams and the uh, Cardinals. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is. Um, I think the Cardinals, uh, they're getting a lot of hype this summer from what I understand. Uh, but it's happened before. It really yeah. has with the Cardinals and, and it goes wrong every time. Uh, so Bucks are going to beat the Cardinals in their, in their divisional game and then Falcons and Rams. I got the Rams coming out. Uh, so that'll put the Bucks and the Seahawks playing, uh, and then the Eagles and the Rams playing. All right. Oh shoot! No, no, I'm incorrect. Sorry, I misread that. <laughs> I strongly misread that. Misread my own bracket here. <laughs> Saints, Saints and the Bucks are okay. playing. Okay. And then the Eagles and the Rams, S teams. Uh, Saints are going to beat the Bucks. Absolutely, 100. Uh, percent I think it's going to be a scary thing seeing Tom Brady get beat 35 to seven. But Ooh. it's going to happen. Uh, Eagles and Rams, I got the Eagles coming out, and then we got the Saints and the Eagles playing in the conference championship. Saints win it. Saints played the Steelers in the Super Bowl. Interesting. I think it, it's a lot of yellow. Yeah, that is. Very yellow. And I don't know, has that happened? The I don't think that's happened. Saints and Steelers? Yeah. No, the Saints only been no in the way. Super Bowl one right, time. Yeah. Well, it's going to be fun. Uh, and I got the Saints winning this year. We've been saying the Saints for like three years now. Just got to keep picking until they do it. <laughs> I know. Uh, they kind of let us down last year. Uh, but you know what? We forgive them. We're going we're gonna to pull it back. I don't say, I'm not saying we. I'm not a Saints fan. But this year I am. Saints versus Steelers. Saints pull it out. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Super Bowls tend to have weird scores except for last year. Uh, I'm going to say 24 to 16. 24 to 16. I like it. I like it. All right, I'm not going to do a bracket. I'm just going to pick the winners from each division um, and then maybe pick a couple sleeper teams. I'll start in the AFC. AFC East, I'm going to pick the Bills to win the AFC East this year and finally break the Patriots streak. I did this two years yeah. ago. <laughs> I think uh, they right. got a lot of talent this year. They they signed um, that wide receiver, uh, Stephon Diggs. 
um, from the Vikings. And then obviously the Patriots don't have Tom Brady anymore. They do have Cam Newton. I'm still um, hesitant to say Cam Newton's going to be able to finish a year. I've been talking to a lot of people about this. He's gone vegan. And it's very hard for vegans to get enough protein, and he he can't he keeps getting hurt. And you, I see this with a lot of athletes, uh, vegan athletes. Um, they they start getting hurt a lot when they go vegan. And so, unless he has upped his protein intake, it's going to be hard for him to stay healthy. I mean, football is a recovery sport. Question: um, Yeah, how tall is Cam Newton? Oh, he's like six six. Would being be being vegan impact in a in the sports world? taller bigger people than it would like a west welker type if you're, yeah if you're if you're physical yeah and you're getting hurt now he might not take as many hits but it's just all about protein i mean you can do it if you're vegan but you have to make sure you get enough protein and getting your uh, essential amino acids and stuff that you would get from meat normally um and from what i've seen he's not doing that because he has he can't he gets hurt and it takes him forever to get get you know get healed and that's what you need to heal up is is protein so i'll be interested mm-hmm. to see I'm still picking Buffalo, but I'll, I'll be watching New England, and you know you can't ever. It's hard to bet against Bill Belichick. He he That's can true. figure stuff out. So I, I just think this is the year, um, if if ever, that Buffalo they got a good good young quarterback, um, and they got uh, it's a lot of talent. So I'm picking them. AFC East, AFC West. Got to go with the Chiefs with this one. Um, Mahomes, he just looks like he has a chance to be the greatest quarterback of all time if he can stay healthy. He's awesome. Um, watch, you know, the, watch Oakland this year. Uh, I think they got a lot of talent on that team. Derek Carr didn't play well last year. I, I, I pick a comeback year for him, and you know, watch. Uh, everybody's really high on Denver this year. Second also, year, you said Oakland, by the way. Do what? You said Oakland. Oh yeah, Vegas. Yeah, they were Oakland last year. Las Vegas. Yeah, the Raiders. The Raiders. Uh, <laughs> and but uh, the. Uh, Denver, Drew Locke, everybody's high on Drew Locke, everybody's high on, on the Broncos. They got a lot of good young talent. I still think they're a year away, so I'm not picking them. Uh, AFC North, got to be Baltimore. I think they're, they've are they been first-round exits of the playoffs two years in a row. I think they'll write that ship this year. But um, I think the, the Browns are going to have the year this year. Everybody expected them to have last year. Um, they had a ton of talent on offense, but their O-line was atrocious. If you watched any of their games, Baker Mayfield was running – um, from getting sacked literally almost every single I could play. see them having like a reminiscent season like the Giants yeah. had in the mid 2000s. They picked uh they picked a couple really good um O linemen uh early and they signed another good O lineman. So I expect Baker to have some time. I think he's gonna have a really good year. Um and they still have all those skill player talents that they had last year. So I think Cleveland's gonna have a really good year. And then in the South, I'm going Tennessee. Um, I think they're obviously mm-hmm. they got really hot in the playoffs. They got a really good um team. I think they're going to win. Um, my two wild card teams, I'll go with uh, Cleveland and I'll go with uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, coming out of the AFC, I'm going to pick Baltimore to win the AFC. I think uh, mm. I think this is their year. Um, if Lamar Jackson can stay healthy, he's coming into his third year typically um, from what I've seen in the NFL. The third year is when guys will really start to blossom. Um, so, yeah, that was last year's Mahomes' third year. Uh, this is uh, Lamar's third year. I think this will be the year that they finally make that run into the playoffs, and they got a ton of talent. And he's when he's on and he's playing well, like he's unstoppable. So I'm picking uh, Baltimore to come out of the AFC. NFC, NFC East, I'm going with Dallas. You know, Whoa. Yeah, I think uh, 
I think they're going to have the year this year. They were, like I said earlier, that they were supposed to have last year. Uh, you know, Dak, I think this will be the year he finally gets over the hump. They got Zeke. They got a good wide receiver. They got the great O-line. That was, their O-line was hurt a lot last year. So I'm really picking um, Dallas to, to bounce back and have a good season this year. Um, in the West, I'm picking Seattle. I think San Francisco uh, was good last year. I think they uh, played a little bit better than their team was. And I think Seattle is up, you know, they got Russell Wilson. I think he's one of the best players in the NFL. Um, so I'm picking Seattle to uh, win the West this year over San Francisco. I think they'll both be good, but I think Seattle will be better. Um, in the NFC North, I am going to go with uh, Green Bay. Um, they they were 13-3 and three last year. Um, they weren't as good as that record, um, but they still got Aaron Rodgers. Um, they're basically winning with just Aaron Rodgers last year. They didn't have a whole lot of talent. So they added a few more pieces this year. I think they're going to have another good year this year. And then in the South, probably the most com competitive division in the NFL. I'm going to pick the Saints again. I think the Saints um, have just as good, a, if not better, as team as they had last year. And what, the third year in a row, they got bounced out of the playoffs on some at the last second play, um, turn, come to find out. And I was saying this all last year, Alvin Kamara didn't look the same. Apparently he had a sprained MCL. He heard it like week four, he played the whole year basically on one leg. So he's supposed to be back to full strength this year. And when he's full strength, he's just as good as Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion. Um, so they got him, they got Michael Thomas. Um, they got a ton of talent. Um, they got Drew Brees again. Um, so I'm picking the. I, this could be Drew Brees' last year. I would. I'm, I'm picking them to go out um, and win the South this year. Uh, my two wild card teams are going to be Tampa and uh, San Francisco. And then um, coming out of the NFC, I'm picking the Saints. Uh, Got to pick them again. I think this is. This will probably be the best team they've ever had. I think last year was the best team they've ever had. I think they'll be better this year. So I'm picking the uh, Ravens, Saints in the Super Bowl, and I'm picking the Saints to win because. Uh, I want them to win, and I'm going to pick them every year until they win, or at least until Drew Brees retires. So that's my that's my picks. Ravens, uh, Saints, Super Bowl, and the uh, the Saints win. Um, and I think it's going to be a fun year to watch, and I'm excited to watch some football finally. I think I just – I realized I accidentally showed my bias pretty heavily. I didn't even pick an NFC North team to make it to the playoffs. <laughs> to the playoffs. I'm pretty uh, sure one of them is going to make it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's sub out the Cardinals for the Packers. How okay. about that right there? Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to pick the impossible. <laughs> no <laughs> team from so the is going to win the division. <laughs> Canceled. We're canceling the division. <laughs> got the freaking Vikings and Bears and the Lions. I just... Anyway. I agree ben, with are you going? Yeah, everything yeah. you guys just said, I, I agree It's with. so good. Yeah. I agree with all that man, man talk. That's right. Are. I was ready to fight one of your picks, but you just you both did solid jobs. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to pick uh, cheese dip for the win. That's uh, my favorite part of football season. Oh, yeah. Cheese dip and high noons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Recommends. recommends Time to recommend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Things. I forgot about that stuff. Yeah. Did I? Did I? I didn't recommend the uh, John Berardi uh, book. Did I? Precision Nutrition Guy. No. Um, we're reading this as a staff right now. It's uh, it's called Change Makers. Man, it's an awesome, awesome book. I, I didn't know what to expect from it. I've done the Precision uh, Level 1 course, and um, there it's it's phenomenal. That's what we base our our diet coaching off of. Um, but this guy, he's uh, he's really on it, man. He's he's incredibly successful, but also very humble. Um, he was the, the founder of Precision Nutrition, and it's called Changemaker. And um, 
it just he kind of breaks down all the different aspects of of being a leader um, in an organization and and making making change in 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 your in your personal life um, and kind of basically his principles and he he quotes a lot of really good uh, authors that I look up to. Um, and really good thinkers in the book as well. So I would highly recommend this book. It's, uh, it's, it's exceeded my expectations for it. Cause a lot of times some of these guys that, you know, are CEOs or started companies, a lot of times what they put out in, in, in a book form is not that great, but this is, this definitely exceeded my expectations. So I'd check it out. Are there any books nowadays that like, aren't just rehashing old ideas and putting modern spins on them? I think if you get into like the make yourself better sector, you got a solid chance of hitting one of those. Mm. But I also think that the free market kind of weeds those out. Like people are hip to this genre of, of literature now. So, yeah, I mean, if you just wander into a bookstore, you're like, I'd like a book to make me better. You're going to get garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you do your research, you find some there are people that are at the top of the game that aren't. Of course, you know, becoming a better person it's it's not a new strategy. It's all principle. It's all the same principles. Yeah, just- but it it is the way that the people deliver it and how convincing they can be. Mm-hmm. What I like about it now is that authors aren't just like doing this to tour the country and make speeches. They're they're living this way and then they're writing about it and it's it's pretty convincing and it makes it a pretty direct A to B if you start. Like James Clear for it, for it. this guy's living this way mm-hmm. and he's writing about it, so you know like if I try this, it's going to work. Uh, so it just becomes about, do you have the discipline to actually put these, these principles into, that's a great question, but you put these principles into practice. Yeah. But you're going to get some junk, but that's all anything is, is rehashing old ideas. Like since the beginning of time, like there's nothing new under the sun that was in the Bible. Yeah. (laughs) Another old book that people are still reading. But I mean, like it, like a lot of the, you know, uh, mindset principles that people talk about a stoic philosophy that's been around for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, Come on, Ryan. But, but. People could put a, a modern, interesting spin on things, and Ryan Holiday, yeah, Ryan world, Holiday yeah. is the best at that, in my opinion. He takes old, old, you know, thousands of year old quotes and puts a modern, you know, spin on it and and modern examples on it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you're not nothing's new. Everything, everything is just rehash of something old. Even even store movie stories, like a lot of them are based off of oh, Shakespeare. Oh, there's only plays. seven different stories. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. there you go. Telling them in different ways. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, of movies, uh, I don't know. Can we? Can you recommend something you haven't seen? You've only seen the trailer. That's sure. an awful way to live life. <laughs> I mean, it's a recipe for disaster. So let me ask this. Let me ask I, this. I, I'll give you some advice. I'm not going to take it, but I'll give it to you. <laughs> I've had three people tell me in one week that I should watch Cobra Kai. Have you guys seen it? I didn't. The I've show? watched the first yeah. episode. So, so that, that's really funny. It's because Netflix just put out the second season. That's why. Yeah. But uh, uh, my wife and I watched. Uh, the Karate Kid, the movie, because we saw on Netflix that it was out. I was like, we should watch the movie first. So we watched the movie last week, and then we've watched like the first three episodes of the TV show, and it's actually a lot funnier and better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, they did a great job with the trailers, all I'm saying. It's the same guys, too. It's yeah, like, oh, that's what pretty, makes this it. This is pretty cool. It's the same actors. I, I like that. It yeah. is age-old. Nostalgia is driving yeah. this up to a like minimum C and then it's just some frosting to go on the top of it. Well, yeah, and then you expect, and that's what you expect coming into it. Yeah, but I don't like, have that, so I can tell you objectively, these guys that were in the, in the OG Karate Kid are garbage actors. 
Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. But that's part of that is part of the 80s, right? You didn't have to be a good actor. Oh, but now you do. <laughs> Go watch the Karate Kid, right? It's just yeah, so funny. I mean, you know, the, the fact yeah. is like he's going to turn you into the exact guy that he was, you know, all these lines and stuff. But I don't know the fact that it's in a strip mall. I'm like, they're sprinkling the 80s. In there. But let's be honest. We have consumed so much entertainment over the past number of months. Mm. Most people are settling for a C minus, right? I mean, Look, once you've watched Mad Men and you've watched The Sopranos and you've watched Game of Thrones, like, just there's keep, not going to be anything above that. No, so just you, give your brain you a gotta break. You got to temper your expectations, yeah. drop it down. Yeah. You know, ex- consuming a B minus is is still okay. You keep raising this letter grade. <laughs> <laughs> consuming an A plus minus, yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't it's know. A, it's a B minus for a Netflix show. That's what I would say. There you go. So I'm gonna. I'm just recommending it because I'm recommending it for myself. I think I'm gonna watch at least a few episodes. And they're only thirty minutes too, so they're they're faster paced. Yeah, just to get that that feeling. But yeah, they're definitely bad actors. But but hey, I will say Blondie still got it. The the opening fight scene that he does in the first episode when it like he's back. Yeah, it's a pretty good. Well, I. Watching the first Karate Kid, you know, when, when, uh, when, uh, what's his name? His sensei beats up all those high school kids. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is kind of weird. Like a grown man beating up high school kids. And then the guy does it in the TV show and it's like, it's cool. No, well, no, no they're, it's they're college. No. Oh, are they in college? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So anyways, the grown man beats up <laughs> all these kids and everybody's oh, no, kind of like, everybody's kind of like, high school. Sorry. like, what are you doing? Like, you're not, <laughs> this is, this is, you, you can't do you this. Can't do this. <laughs> a yeah. grown man can't beat up high school kids. I yeah. think the so it's kind of like putting a modern the... spin on everything that happened. On yeah. It. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. So let's recommend it. We've, we've got oh. a book that's definitely going to be an A plus. Then you watch a C minus show. Welcome to quarantine. Yeah. You should go find like a. D plus meal afterwards. Speaking of quarantine, Tiger King is coming back around because Carol Baskin is on uh, Dancing Dancing with with the Stars. stars. (laughs) Oh boy. Oh boy. I saw a hilarious uh, meme the other day and it it had like Carol Baskin's uh, music playlist for Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) Oh, all right. Y'all go on. I'm going to find it. I got to tell you what. I do have one. We got to tread water for a I have one food recommend I was going to drop out there. Easy cheat? No. Cheese whiz. Nope. Nope. So I broke up with this food for quite a while. Uh, and it's, it was because I had a problem. Oh. Uh, but sometimes you get some distance from something that's bad for you, and then you're like, okay, I can handle this in moderation. The true mantra of an addict. Um, so I've entered back into this world, not very often, but it's just it's hard to go wrong with this. LSD. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How'd you know? No, nah. I see it in your uh, eyes. It's that's hard. such a 2020 thing, too. It, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's hard to go wrong with this. I believe that people should pursue uh, in the town that they live trying to find the best onion ring in town because it is an awesome adventure. Okay, well, all, th- ring. all three of us live in the same town, so where what, is it? Yeah, where is that? Well, gosh, we're, are we going to do that? We're going to promote local businesses? He's still treading water over there. Okay. No, I'm, 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 I'm on shore now. All I'm, I'm going to say is that you want to be, if it's a chain, you're out. They're going to they're going to have terrible onion rings. They're going to dip into that beer batter garbage. But you don't think that chains can't win other food yes competitions yeah the okay. the onion ring unfortunately did, just did not make the jump into chain restaurants in a quality way so i would i'm going to recommend that you go local with your onion rings okay and a lot of it depends on what type of onion ring you like uh but i, I think the the best version of onion rings are are hand battered there at the restaurant and there are a couple of restaurants that do that in town 
Um, one specifically uh, that I really appreciate is Local 463. You've been really on them as a whole lately. Yeah, they just they make a great onion ring. But sometimes they're on the menu, sometimes they're not. And depending on who's back there, you can talk to the server and ask for them. Uh, but it's it's a really, really great experience. I noticed that I've been there a few times with you, and you've never ordered some for the table. For onion rings for the table? Yeah. Yeah, well, it just probably would frustrate me because if I order, I'd like to eat them all, you know. <laughs> yeah. Another great place that has, uh, another place that has great onion rings that is, on, it's on the menu, and it's no surprise, they're proud of them, is Char. Oh, and yeah. yeah and, the, and, and what separates them is the dipping sauce that they send with those onion rings just takes that experience to it to the next level mm. next level so now you have if you're in a bind you can go the sonic route i guess that would be an exception to the chain rule uh they're decent but if you're really looking for that top-notch onion ring i think you're gonna go to a place kind of of that caliber okay yeah it's well a, you should take me it's an interesting challenge we could take the the tour o-ring o- Mm. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good. good. Yeah, we should document that. You know what would make Canes even better is if they had onion rings. Hey, yeah, they, I don't they know if they would do that. Canes uh, sticks to the slogan: "Do a couple things and do it really well." <laughs> and they do, and that's and all they, they do. do. Yeah. I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying, if Canes had onion rings, I would have an even bigger problem. I am baffled mm-hmm. by the drive-through line at Canes lately. It is astounding. It is like I was driving down Lakeland. There was literally cars on Lakeland trying to pull into Canes. Hey, the world's going crazy. I, there was a line coming out onto 51 at the at the local Popeyes the other day. I'm like, oh, there's is, always a line coming out of Popeyes. You had that chicken sandwich. Always line coming out of Popeyes. Chicken sandwich. It's not because that many people want to eat at Popeyes. It's because it takes 20 minutes. They do prepare each take order longer than anywhere else on the planet. <laughs> All right, Hunter, what were we talking so, about? So, so uh, Carol list. Baskin's song list for Dancing with the Stars: Getting Away with Murder, Papa Roach. <laughs> I'll be watching you by Sting. Eye of the Tiger, Survivor, Roar, Katy Perry, and Kill You by Eminem. <laughs> Very on the nose. I was about to say that same phrase. <laughs> Speaking of on the nose, we should end this episode. I'll hit it with my nose. See you later. smooth sounds.